What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Fennell, and this is Sports 360, and I'm here with my man, Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. Rob, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you? How are you? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. Spring is in the air here in the Northeast, and so it's great to get outside, get some running in, uh, do some yard work, you know, so spring has sprung. And, um, you know, we see it here in the Northeast and obviously the baseball season started. And so we know that, uh, you know, that spring is here. So all good, man. All good. Uh, I know you're excited about the baseball season beginning. I don't even have to ask you. Yeah, you already know me, man. I've been waiting for this. Yeah. And here we are, you know, an interesting, interesting start to the season, right? Um, A lot going on. Obviously, you know, there were some games on the field, you know, we'll talk about, about that. Um, There were also some games that weren't on the field with the Mets and the Nats having their opening series postponed because the Nats had a COVID outbreak. Um, But, you know, had that going on and also too off the field, MLB moving the All-Star game out of Atlanta uh, as a response to the Georgia law that um, uh, makes it tougher uh, for certain people to vote. Uh, We'll talk about that, too. But uh, what do you think about opening weekend? I know the season started on Thursday, but it ran right through the weekend. What are your thoughts so far? on opening weekend of the 2021 MLB season. Man, it was just great to have baseball on pretty much all day, every day throughout the weekend. It was a a welcome sight to see, you know, a few fans in the stands here and there. I I remember watching the first, obviously I saw the Yankee game before I saw any other game and just kind of hearing the crowd, uh, you know, chanting for Garrett Cole when it was a, when he had the two strikes on and all that stuff. It, It was great to see. Um, Man, it's it's just it's amazing and it's awesome. I'm excited. I can't wait for the season to just continue watching the rest of the season, man. But you know, it was great. Baseball is back. Baseball is here. Um, I'm just excited, man. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's taking place too in you know a good environment. You know, nationally. You know, for us in the country, as you know, the the vaccine is being rolled out now. More and more people are becoming eligible to get the vaccine. You know, so things seem to be moving forward on that front. We do have some fans in the stands talking about having more fans in the stands and, and, and as we go along. So it seems like, you know, it's the environment around the game, for the most part, is pretty good. Now, today, as we're talking here on April 5th, the Texas Rangers had their home opener and it was a packed stadium. So it was yeah. none of this sparse crowds of two, three, four, five thousand or whatever it was. They had a packed crowd in Texas. And obviously Texas is what they no more mask mandate. Right. I mean, and they've always been one of the states that seem to, you know, not embrace the COVID restrictions that was coming out of the CDC and elsewhere. Um, but they're out there, you know, in Texas, opening day for the Rangers. They were playing the Blue Jays, 
and they had a packed stadium. What's your thoughts about that? That is scary, to be 100% honest with you, man. And I I saw the pictures and stuff like that and people taking videos. And, you know, for uh, maybe a millisecond, you kind of see that and you almost get happy because it's baseball and everybody's there. But then you remember where we are, you know, and COVID's not gone. (laughs) Just because we have, you know, some looser restrictions where we were a year ago, where things were still shutting down, COVID is still pretty, it's pretty relevant still. It's still there. And the fact that they had so many people, you know, everyone sitting next to each other, nothing, no mask, none of that stuff, man. That's a scary thought for what hopefully is not, you know, a negative trend in the next week or two. Um, But it's, it's crazy to be honest with you, man. Yeah. I was surprised. Yeah. I I was just surprised. I mean, you know, we, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago when we were saying fans would be in the stands for the start of the MLB season and that, you know, each of the teams based on their location, the restrictions may be different. And so each of the teams were sort of deciding how, they were going to you know to deal with this issue how many fans they were going to allow in the stands and so from state to state from city to city it was different and we knew that texas right that they could have full houses right if they wanted to so in houston and in um wherever the texas rangers new ballpark is i don't know what city it's in but um but here we have it. It, it, you know, no more questions, right? The Texas Rangers apparently are, go- are all in. And, you know, you figure the Rangers, um, you know, they, they're the team that just last year, they opened that stadium, right? And had yeah. no games because of, of COVID, right? Or very few. No, I shouldn't say no games, no fans, right? Yeah. And so I think for them, you know, they're, 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 they're trying to make up for some lost time. Um, I remember uh, in the offseason prior to uh, last spring training, they were talking about that ballpark. And, you know, it's a state-of-the-art park. It's beautiful, you know. And I think they wanted to show that park off and – they certainly did it today. But as you said, let's see what happens here um, in Texas when you have tens of thousands jammed into a stadium. What, you know, let's see what what fallout, if any, we're going to see in the next couple of days and weeks. Yeah. And that it's like you said, man, it's a scary thought because, you know, we heard the rumors. Like you said, we heard the rumors. Maybe this is going to happen. Their capacity is 40,000 plus, man. Mm. That's a lot of that's a lot of people. Sure is. We're sitting right on top of each other. Yeah. Man. Do you think they had on masks? Probably not, right? Because Texas has, right? They they dropped the mask mandate. Yeah, I believe they dropped that. So imagine 40,000 plus sitting next to each other, all cheering, you know. Yeah. yeah. Enjoying the game, I bet. But, you know, it's 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 a scary thing, man. COVID is, is still around. We can't, we can't let up and go and regret now that we've gone this far. Right. No, I agree with that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens there, but you know, um, the, the Mets and nationals, if we take it to the opposite end, right. Um, they, they didn't even play the entire weekend. They had their, uh, series canceled three games 
because of a COVID outbreak on the Nationals. The Mets are playing tonight in Philadelphia, their first game of the season. Uh, the Nationals won't start their season until tomorrow against the Atlanta Braves. Um, but this is to your point, right? COVID hasn't gone away. Yes, things yeah. have gotten better, but obviously you didn't have to look that far if you're the Texas Rangers to see that COVID has not gone away. Because uh, all you have to do is look at what happened with the Mets and the Nationals. Yeah, man. And that was that's one of those things, too. I remember I was kind of browsing through social media and all of a sudden I see this thing gets canceled. At first, I thought it was fake. I thought it was like maybe one of those troll accounts, you know, trying to mess with fans on opening day and all that stuff. And then a bunch of other, you know, journalists are posting and I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. Like, man, we're so close to having like the quote unquote perfect opening day. And then it's a, a smack in the face, basically bringing us back to reality a little bit and reminding us that this, this COVID stuff is still around. And we lost a, a whole slate of games, man. And, you know, it's, it's going to affect down the season as well, where they try to reschedule these games and things of that nature. And maybe other COVID outbreaks throughout the season, hopefully not. But that's just the reality of today's game, today's sports. There, that stuff is still there. COVID is still there. Yeah. And for the Mets and Nationals, right, they 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 will meet two more times in D.C. because that, that's where they were scheduled to play this opening series. So the Mets will make two more trips to D.C., but you have to figure that those three game sets are going to be a four gamer and a five gamer. And, you know, there's always you know, postponements because of rain and, and makeups and, you know, uh, baseball players don't have a lot of off days in the schedule, right? Yeah. Uh, 186 days, I believe it is to play 162 games. Okay. So you don't have a lot of off days in the schedule. And when a game gets postponed because of rain or snow, if you're in Detroit or Chicago early in the season, <laughs> um, it has to be made up. And so you have to find a common off day. And so, you know, if one of those five game sets comes, you know, in in late August or Labor Day weekend, it's toward the end of the of the season and you have some makeup games in there as well. You could have a pretty packed schedule if you're the Mets or the Nationals and that could have some some ramifications uh, for postseason play and the rest of it. Look, there's a lot of season to go. So. You know, we're, we're maybe a bit premature, but the, but the point is, as those games have to be made up. And so there's going to be some heavy duty series between those two teams later on this season. Yeah. And to be honest, a five game series can make or break, especially late in the season. That can make or break the rest of your season from there. Um, and, and it's taxing on the pitching staff, taxing on the players. Like you said, losing a day off, you know, in a, in a week span kind of thing that's taxing on a player, you know, or if they have to travel right after the game kind of thing to make up a, to play a game against someone else, that that's, it's, it has a ripple down effect once you have to reschedule games and things like that. And that's something that sometimes a lot of people don't realize it, but it does affect the players um, big time. Sure does. You know, when I was at the players association, one of my responsibilities was to work with major league baseball to rescheduled rainout games. And let me tell you, 
it's it's very very difficult to do because you have to find common off days that where, where the teams are close enough geographically where they can meet either at at one site or the other right like here you know if they had to go to um to make up a game in Washington let's say you know the teams have to be close enough you know to go to Washington and then get to their next series right like you're not going to have a makeup game because the teams have a common off day but one team is in San Diego and the other team is in Atlanta right yeah. you, you can't do it they have to be close geographically right from their last series to go to in this case Washington to make up the game if that's where it had to be and then to be able to get to their next series because sometimes the next series is a problem, right? <laughs> because one team yep. might just have to go to Philadelphia, but the other team has to go to Seattle. You know what I mean? And so, you know, and so you would have that team going, I'm not doing it to make up <laughs> on that day. So there's a lot of politicking. There, there's a lot of, of pressure uh, from Major League Baseball to get the games in. Um, you know, you have teams that are jockeying for playoffs or whatever. Um, so, it is very, very difficult. Here, they do have the luxury, if you want to call it that, of knowing they're going back to Washington, right? Yeah. But again, there's other rainouts that are going to come with other teams. And when you try to figure out how to get these common off days to work, you, you end up sometimes with a really packed schedule. So we'll see what happens with the Mets and the nationals, but really early, but perhaps not too early, man, to, to crown the Baltimore Orioles, the, the champions of the ALEs. How about that? That's right. You know, I'm, man. I, hey, I was talking about their young studs last time we spoke, man. Listen, they're for real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, no, no, listen, listen, I agree. The Baltimore Orioles are for real. Right. Uh, the, the, the Houston Astros are not going to lose another game this season. They're 4-0, not going to lose. Right? They're going to show you that it was not about the cheating scandal. OK, <laughs> right. They're going to go 162-0. and Right. Philadelphia's bullpen is going to be fantastic. And Lights Shea out. Otani and Shea Otani is going to the Hall of Fame at the end of this year. Okay, so yep. let's just let's just get it all out there. <laughs> man, talk man. about listen, man. Baseball fans, <laughs> I can't group myself when I say baseball fans there, but talk about overreactions, man. Yes, like <laughs> yes. Can we please? <laughs> man, I've seen articles after article after the first game of the season. Articles just kind of even Yankee articles I saw, and and I I laughed because. On social media, Yankee, and I keep saying this, Yankee fans are the worst because, listen, Giancarlo Stanton is the worst player in baseball right now, hands down, according to the Yankee fans. And, man, all this stuff, Yankees got to be worried. What are they going to do? Dude, they're one and two, three games in. Let's relax. Like, let's Can these players like, I mean, come on, man. It's it's man. early April. It's early April, and we're playing baseball, and kids are in school. Kids will break for summer vacation, 
they'll have a nice summer vacation. We'll be playing baseball. Kids will yep. go back to school <laughs> and we'll still be playing baseball. It's a long season, man. <laughs> man. It's, a, it's unbelievable to hear people talking about slumps and talking about <laughs> how, how teams got to turn it around. Are we kidding here? Three games in. Man. You got to uh, love it, though. I'll tell you, it, it makes me laugh because we couldn't have these conversations a year ago. And we're having them now, and it's fun to see them. I just laugh. I really just laugh. I don't – there's nothing else I can do. But it, I think it's funny that the Orioles are 3-0. First yeah. place in the AL East, take it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, for what it's worth, right? But, you know, you make a fair point. It's It's at least good to have these conversations because you're right. Last year – the focus was entirely different, right? Yeah. Didn't know if we were going to have a season uh, for a long time, right? Because even when Major League Baseball and the, and the Players Association were trying to figure it out, it seemed like they couldn't agree on anything, right? So for a long time, it didn't seem like we were going to have any baseball. So, yeah, we can have a little fun with it now. But as you said, you know, the more important thing is that the games are actually being played, and, and and that's a positive. But I just wish some of these breathless sports <laughs> casters and analysts would just take a chill. I mean, man, let's get, Three, let's four get games. twenty games in. Let's get twenty games in, and then after that is when you start get a, getting a feel for these teams. My yeah, it, yeah it, 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 it's far too early. I mean, <laughs> I was watching um, one of the highlight shows and they were talking about the Braves and how the Braves haven't been able to, they didn't score many runs against the Phillies in that opening series. You know, Phillies swept the Braves in three game set and the Braves didn't swing the bats all that well. And, you know, the analyst was trying to break down the Braves and what's the matter with the Braves. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? (laughs) (laughs) I I guarantee you the Braves will have another three, four, five game stretch at some point in the season where they're not swinging the bats well. It's baseball, man. It's baseball. And you know what? The Braves could pull off 10 wins in a row easily over the next 10 games. And all of a sudden, it's Braves World Series champions. That'll be the right. next headline. <laughs> right. So, so uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 really it it's just really fascinating to see some of the early returns. But having said that, I mean, you know, look, it, it it's it's better to win. You know, a win in April is is to me a win's a win. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and you know, Baltimore got you know got off to a good start. That's fine. Uh, you know, good for Baltimore. Um, as I said, Houston, Houston really put a whipping on, on the A's though. Um, and I think that's something that perhaps has more import than, you know, Baltimore beating Boston. You know what I mean? I, uh, um, because I think the A's look, I know you picked the angels out there in, in, in the West. That was your, what did you call it? What, what was the phrase you used for <laughs> Right. For your I call pick. it a hot take? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, a hot <laughs> take. That was your hot take that the Angels are going to um win the the AL West. But you know, with Houston and and Oakland, you know, perhaps being 
one or more of those being a uh, potential playoff team, um, you know, I think Houston has something to prove. You know, I really do. do. So, uh, but again, it's just hard to read anything into the, to the first four games or so. So right now, just, it's just good to have baseball back. Yeah. But you know, angels are three and one. Shohei Otani looked pretty good. Yeah. And listen, I'm telling you, order up his <laughs> hall of fame plaque, man. And you know, it's, you know, uh, he's, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But, you know, on a serious note, man, um, Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game from Atlanta um, in response to the legislation in Georgia that put some restrictions on voting. Um, And, you know, the outcry has come from many, you know, many sides, many corners um, against this law which, you know, those who know more about it than we do say that it's restrictive, uh, particularly in urban areas, particularly against uh, uh, black people, uh, particularly, you know, against uh, poor people. Uh, it makes it will make it harder to vote. Um, and MLB came out and said, you know what? You know, we 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 stand behind full access to voting um, and, you know, they made a nice public statement, but they pulled the All-Star game from Atlanta, also pulled the draft, which was scheduled yeah. to be held in Atlanta as well. Immediate response from you on that move, which came a couple of days ago. So this topic has a lot of. I guess ways to go because in one part you look at MLB kind of jumping on this situation and it's uncharacteristic in a way and I mean that in a good way of them to make a decision on something so big so out there normally MLB is last to the party when it comes to things like this so the fact that they jumped on it so quick and made a decision and you know they got the support from the players alliance and and you know from Joe Biden, the president, and a lot of other avenues supporting MLB's decision to pull the game. So in that aspect, you look at it and you're like, okay, MLB's trying to do the right thing here. But, um, not but, but you look at now, and I know we spoke about this off, off, off air, how it affects Atlanta, you know, the, the general area, you know, all these shops and stuff. Because things, events like this, the All-Star game, you know, we talk about the NBA having their All-Star game when the NFL does their draft and all this stuff, that brings a lot of revenue to these areas. So Atlanta's losing a lot of that, um, especially after, you know, the year we had with COVID and all that stuff. It would have been great to have that. But as far as what, what, just in a nutshell, what MLB did responding to this and actually being out in front of it, I think it's good for MLB to kind of show face and be the first organization, major organization to kind of do this in that aspect. Yeah, and and I agree with you. I mean, MLB typically is not out in front on issues like this, Um, even though for years Bud Selig, you know, said that Major League Baseball is a social institution. He loved to say that, um, but many times they didn't live up to that moniker. But MLB got out in front on this one. Um, But not everybody's happy, as you said. Even some of the people in Atlanta 
and even those who oppose the legislation, right? Like Stacey Abrams said, I'm disappointed to, you know, that MLB is moving the game, but I'm glad that they are supporting, you know, um, fair access to voting and that, you know, that they are against this legislation, but she was hoping that there was a way that both could be accomplished, right? Be against the legislation, help us in that fight, but keep the game here because of the economic impact, right? Yeah. Um, and that's real, as you said, the, whether it's the All-Star Game, Super Bowl, Draft, when major sporting events that move around come to a city, economically, that's a boon for the city, right? For businesses, for for workers, um, it, it's it's really, really a financial boon uh, for these cities. And, you know, Atlanta lost a lot of money because of MLB deciding to pull out. But let's not let's not forget they're pulling out because of the actions of the Georgia legislature in enacting restrictive voting laws. Yeah. And Which that's is the not, problem. Yeah, that's a huge problem, especially after, you know, everything that, all the movements that went on um, to fight against voter um, suppression. You know, LeBron James did his, I think it was more than a vote. He did all that stuff. A lot of things were done during these last elections to kind of bring people who have never voted never had the opportunity to vote, were scared to vote, whatever the case may be, actually came out and voted the, these elections. And we saw record numbers because of it. And for this to kind of pass and almost try to undo a lot of the progress that was made, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. You know, you want to see more progression going on. And we finally got that. And for something like this, uh, it's just not right. Yeah. And it seems like, you know, some other states might be, passing some legislation that might be similar. So we'll see what happens. Now, one of the things that we saw today, we were talking about the Texas Rangers having their home opener today and the governor, I think his name is Greg Abbott. um, He was going to throw out the first pitch today, right? Texas governor, Greg Abbott. And because of MLB's decision to pull the all-star game from Atlanta, Texas, which, again, is one of those states that seems to be on the pathway of its own restrictive voter laws coming up uh, soon. He now, in objection to MLB's action, says, I'm not throwing out the first pitch. And the first thing I thought was, who cares? Because you were going to throw out a worse <laughs> first pitch than 50 Cent. Right? <laughs> 50 Cent was probably the only guy who was upset because as of right now, he has the worst. The right? worst. The absolute worst first pitch in the history of first pitches. If you Man. haven't seen it, just Google 50 Cent first pitch. <laughs> And and you know we're talking the truth. So the only one who was upset was Fitty because Greg Abbott was going to throw out a worse first pitch uh, right. when he's but but so, you know so we have politics and sports right really intermingling here. Yeah, yeah, and maybe he was trying to stay out of the park that was going to be packed with forty thousand people too. So yeah. we'll never I don't know. That. 
I, I, you know what? I, I believe that he probably <laughs> attended the game, but he just, you know, he, he, he yeah. refused to throw out the first pitch. He probably was standing in the corner with his arms folded and holding his breath. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, you got but... <laughs> 50 cents. Yeah. Oh, oh, come on, man. That's all you got me thinking about. Yeah. But I mean, come on. That, that, that. I mean, here's the thing. And here's the thing about 50, you know, because, you know, 50 got all that swag. You know, he got these big (laughs) biceps. You know, (laughs) you know, he got the gold teeth. He got the baseball cap cocked to the side. He got all that going on. He gets up to him, man. Wow, man. It's like, listen, if if <laughs> if a first pitch had a voice, <laughs> that first pitch would have sound like Mike Tyson. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't seem to fit. You know how Mike Tyson's voice didn't fit his body? Yeah. 50 cents first pitch didn't fit his body. It's like, come on, dude. You could throw a better ball than that. Wow, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to watch that video again tonight. Yeah, man. If you want some <laughs> chuckles, man. Shoot, man. You have a bad day. Google fifty cent first pitch. <laughs> Guaranteed, man, to brighten your day. <laughs> but yeah, wow. but you know, um, but we see, you know, that that there is some politics mixing in with yeah. sports, which is look, you know, I, I know a lot of people say especially when athletes talk about politics, you know, shut up and dribble, you know, stay out of politics and all the rest of that. You know, even though I believe those days are over, you know, with the modern day athlete now, you know, being a lot more responsive, um, being able to um, use their platforms on social media, you know, to say what they want to say whenever they want to say it. Because back in the day, you needed a reporter to come with a microphone and a notepad or whatever to get your views. And then you had to hope that your views would be accurately expressed. Now, athletes have control over their own narrative. And so if they want to say something, it's very easy for them to do it because of social media. Um, So... Look, sports and politics to me are always going to it's it's life. It's life. And I think yeah. those who 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 want, you know, whether it's athletes or here, where you you saw the Georgia governor uh Kemp talking about MLB getting involved here. And you know, they even have problems with, you know, a major sports league getting involved in politics. But Look, it, it's part of life, and you can't draw these artificial lines and tell people to stay in their lane. That's not going to happen. Yeah, and especially like like what you pointed out with social media, that stuff is not going to stay indoors anymore. It's going to be said, and whether you know an athlete wants to say it themselves or even if they just say it during an interview, it's going to get out there because it's that quick on social media. You know, literally, when you're having the interview, the reporter is tweeting about it right away. So the words are going to get out there. You know, it's going to mix because that's just that's just where we are right now. And, you know, I'm happy about that because players are no longer staying quiet and, you know, they still get criticism and they don't care. And I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, so am I. I mean, I, I've I've been a proponent for athletes speaking out. I've been a proponent for a long time for that, and yeah. so that's going to continue. But again, as you said, you know, sort of kudos to MLB for getting out in front on this one. Um, another story, Rob, that we've touched upon over the past couple of weeks that just seems to continue to grow worse and worse is the story of Deshaun Watson and the number of women who have now filed lawsuits against him, alleging all kinds of inappropriate behavior. Uh, and all of these women, uh, massage therapists, right, who say that Deshaun Watson did all kinds of things, harassing things, inappropriate things, and they 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 brought lawsuits. The number is now up to twenty two lawsuits filed, right? Wow. And it seems like there's more to come. But the other thing, Rob, is that one there's been one woman who's not part of the twenty two who has filed a criminal complaint with the Houston police, and so a a criminal investigation is now open um, against Deshaun Watson. Um, NFL's keeping tabs. Um, the Houston Texans are keeping tabs. But, man, this story is going from bad to worse, it seems. Yeah, and it's only going to get worse because now with the criminal complaint out there, it can now trigger a lot of what the NFL can do in terms of, you know, how they're going to handle, you know, this situation. They can decide to hand down punishment or whatever the case may be. The Texans can do the same thing now with this criminal complaint out there. So it's a situation worth monitoring, especially now that there's a criminal complaint, Uh, because this can get, like you said, it's gone from bad to worse, but now we can reach next level bad with the criminal complaint out there. So this is going to be something to, to really watch closely as, you know, the days go by and who knows if we, like you said, who knows if we have more of these complaints coming out, more civil suits coming out and things of that nature. So we'll see, man. But this does not look good at all for Deshaun Watson. And I think we should start planning for how many games he's going to miss this season because I think ultimately we're going to end up there by the end of this in terms of his NFL career. But who knows what happens on on his personal side now. Yeah, I mean, look, for me as a lawyer, you know, I always want to, you know, be cautious before, you know, coming to any conclusions. And, you know, obviously we'll do that here. Um, But that doesn't mean that you can't acknowledge that things don't look good. You know what I'm saying? And again, we, we know very, very little. Right. We we know what's out there in the public domain. Um, we, we, we don't know the details. And there's always a backstory and there's always more information that doesn't reach the public um, at all sometimes or, or, you know, early on. So, you know, we, we, we can't say but so much. But, you know, the sheer number of complaints is troubling. Um, the criminal investigation is troubling. And. You know, uh, from what from what we're reading, there will be more civil complaints coming down the pike. So, uh, we 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 haven't gotten anywhere near close to the end of this one. Yeah, and we may not for a long time. <laughs> that's the yeah. that's the scary yeah. part about this. 
This can yep. drag out for a very long time, depending on how many women, you know, decide to come forward. Yeah. Yeah. And so we'll 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 see what happens with that one. But that, but that's something that's that's not going away. Um, on a more positive note, uh, NCAA men's final is tonight as we're speaking. Um, Gonzaga against Baylor. Um, so, uh, the shot of the century. I know a lot of times we talk about shots of the century and all the rest of that, but man, <laughs> Jalen Suggs. That was a that, good one. Yeah, that was all right. That that was all right, especially because <laughs> it was a game winner. It came in yeah. overtime, right? It, it catapults them to the championship game. But I said this to you when we were offline, and I'll say it again. That shot shouldn't have counted because homeboy didn't call bank. Because <laughs> you, they, had, they had the close-up on him as he put it up. He had the nice form and everything. But I was watching his lips. He did not call bank, so that doesn't count. That game should still be going on right now. <laughs> Man, it's funny uh, because I, I we spoke about this off there too, and I'll say it here. I didn't see the game. You know, I'll be honest, I didn't see the game, but I only saw – I was at a restaurant, and I only saw that one play, that whole <laughs> transaction. That's the only part of the game I saw. It was like it was meant to be for me to make sure I watched that live while it happened. So it was crazy that, you know, the one play of the game that I saw was the game-winning shot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, um, that's the stuff that March Madness is made of. You know what I mean? Um, you know, those types of moments. Um, and so that, that that was special. That, that was really special. Um, and to come, again, an overtime game – that you know brings you to the championship that's that's something that that kid's going to remember for the rest of his life for sure yeah definitely 100 percent. and it yeah. should be a good game between gonzaga and baylor both teams are good i'll make a pick here real quick i think gonzaga will take it and just complete their um complete their perfect season, season. Yeah. yeah yeah especially yeah. with the momentum going into the game now well, you 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 know, it it you would think so, but I, I would tell you this: I've come to believe that momentum is more myth than than it's than fact. You know what I mean? Uh, because I think once the next game starts, you know, maybe you can have momentum against the same team. Maybe you know what I mean, but and maybe in college, but I guess you know on the pro level, I think guys are so adept at flushing the last game out of their system and getting on to the next one. I think that's what makes them pros. I think that's one of the differences between pros and amateurs. But yeah. here, I mean, if 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 Gonzaga was playing UCLA again, maybe. But I don't think Baylor cares about. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, you didn't do that against us. You know yeah. what I, mean? so, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. But it should be a good game tonight. Yeah. Um, the other thing on the NCAAs, and I didn't watch a lot of the women's tournament, but I, you know, I saw enough to know that 
you know, those Connecticut, that Connecticut foul <laughs> <laughs> that young lady at the end of the game in the semifinal, right? Not the semifinal, I guess might have been the quarters, right? Or Elite Eight or whatever, right? Um, yeah. But yeah. And then they got beat <laughs> Connecticut in the next game. <laughs> so it's like, okay, that's kind of karma. It was interesting because LeBron James tweeted, oh, that's a foul. And Jesus, yeah. Gino, Gino got on LeBron and like, how many times did you give back the calls? <laughs> now, when when you have to say that, <laughs> what you're yeah. doing is you're admitting that even you know, yeah, that it was a in the foul. park. In the parks, we used to say "ball don't lie," so yeah, UConn got a little bit of that. Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> they did, they did. But um, yeah, it's it's been um. You know, I haven't watched as much NCAA as I wanted to. Um, and I think, you know, you and I had a conversation about this. It's because really this past season, um, just because of work and everything, hadn't been able to really catch a lot of uh, college basketball. And so it was like, yeah. well, I really don't know these teams. You know what I mean? And so um, it, it wasn't something I was able to watch. But it seems like, you know, it's been a good tournament and people have really enjoyed it. And it's going to culminate tonight with uh, Gonzaga and Baylor um, going at it for the uh, NCAA championship. So it should be should be a good one. But, um, yeah, man, well, it was a good conversation with you this time around, man. And like you, like we've been saying, good to have baseball back. NBA basketball, I'm sure we'll touch on that because that's starting to heat up really, you know. Yes, um, it is. People are talking about Milwaukee, man. I was listening to somebody today talking about Milwaukee because they, you know, they they extended Drew Holiday and they said, okay, now they got Drew and they got, you know, they got Giannis and they have Chris Middleton. That's their big three. And they're going to be able to compete with, you know, with, with uh, Philadelphia and with the Nets, with their big three. And I'm thinking to myself, you know how I feel about Milwaukee now. <laughs> Is Drew Holiday better than than Bledsoe? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. I I, I would take Drew Holiday every day and twice on Sunday over over Bledsoe. But but it's not to me. The problem is not it, it, the issue is not Holiday or Middleton. I'm going to say it. The issue is Giannis and whether he can adapt to playoff basketball when they start putting the clamps on the stuff yeah. he's able to do in the season. That whole head down, you know, charging to the to the to the rack. That ain't gonna happen. It ain't gonna happen yeah. against Philly. I guarantee you that. Not with Doc oh, no. coaching that team. Not at all. No, he has to find a. He needs a jump shot. Is what yes. he needs. <laughs> yeah. I think if he gets a jump shot, he might be unstoppable. I agree. So but you know, until but then, Milwaukee has been playing well. I give them that. Milwaukee has been playing well. But uh, they haven't won me over into their camp. But you know, we'll we'll touch on some basketball as 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 the season hits the 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 home stretch because there are a lot of interesting races in both the Eastern and the Western conferences. And hopefully, LeBron and AD will be back soon. Still, nothing on that front. But um, yeah. you know, but there's a lot of good basketball being played right now. So we'll certainly be talking about that. But. Uh, <laughs> Let's come back next week and do it all again, man. Sounds like a plan for me. All right. So let's just put it in our book. 
We'll be back a week from tonight <laughs> with another edition <laughs> of Sports 360. <laughs>